Hi, welcome to this week's edition of On Tap, presented by FCSI of the Americas. I'm Wade Kaler, Executive Director. On Tap this week, I have one of the men behind the cameras here at On Tap. He's a fun, passionate, and high-energy consultant who leads a firm that is incredibly unique in the FCSI community. I'm getting so much pleasure tonight from putting him on the hot seat. Please welcome the Chief Creative Officer from The Fuse, Mr. Eric Havlin. Hi, Eric. Welcome to the show. Hey, Wade. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. You know I have so much pleasure of this one right here. This this (laughs) interview, I finally get my revenge as the host. It's great. (laughs) Well, I I hope those guys upstairs are taking good care of you. I know... uh, They are. I'm I'm sure they are. They are. Awesome. But in all seriousness, though, let's tell everybody a little bit about who you are, your background, where you come from, Mm. because like I said, you are incredibly unique to the FCSI community. Mm. And so tell us a little bit about what your background is, what the fuse is and um, how you got your start in it. Yeah, sure. Well, like uh, I think like most stories, it's pretty convoluted. I mean, why, why are we here now as, as a member of FCSI, right? It's, it's a little weird. Um, yeah, and it's a bit of a windy road. I, uh, I grew up kind of a studio rat. My dad was a master uh, advertising photographer. And, um, you know, so, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old, I'm doing shoots in the summer in his studio and learning that kind of thing. But um, so I always knew I wanted to get into advertising and, you know, and head that route. Um, well, fast forward a couple of years, 14, I get my first job as a busboy, you know, and in a, in a fine dining restaurant. And, uh, I, and I was hooked immediately. I was like, oh, man, this, this is a pretty cool gig, too. So uh, uh, I ended up moving to Charlotte um, back in 92. And um, uh, what I ended up doing um, during my time of, uh, you know, kind of nurturing my photography craft and, uh, and really kind of getting ingrained into that business uh, was, of course, like a lot of people do. I mean, I'm working in all kinds of restaurants. I'm doing, you know, I'm bartending, I'm waiting tables, I'm managing front of house, I'm learning how to cook in back of the house from some great chefs and, uh, really just trying to, you know, make ends meet, you know, as a, as a, as a young man. And, um, you know, uh, finally things kind of, kind of got moving for me and I, I was able to devote myself full time to that in my, uh, late twenties, mid late twenties. And, um, uh, but always missed, always missed the, uh, always missed the food service world. And, um, fast forward a few years, you know, we, uh, started my agency in 2003, uh, with some really fantastic clients that we still have to this day. Um, but, but always really missed that food service experience. And so when doing that, um, uh, we had the opportunity, uh, probably about seven years ago to merge, uh, my, uh, my creative agency into a food service design company to really try to do something a little bit different. Like, like you said, I mean, it was just a little off the wall. We wanted to kind of disrupt some things and, and really uh, take a new approach. Uh, you know, what would it look like if we merged a brand and marketing studio uh, and uh, all of that into a food service design company? So uh, we did that for a few years, kind of served as an accelerator for us and really got uh, myself and my team truly passionate and, and ingrained into the food service community, uh, which, is, which is, I guess, why we're having this conversation today. So Absolutely. So yeah, what is it you guys specialty is or what is your specialty what do you guys focus in on the food service industry yeah sure sure so um so you know uh, obviously over the years you know you, you tend to you tend to make a grab for whatever kind of business comes along right but uh real really where we're at now is uh is is our specialty we're we're, we're honed in kind of laser focused on how do we benefit food service uh manufacturers uh, or those that are in the food service world. So if it's more consulting firms, uh, we work, we partner with quite a few 
uh, providing them with creative services, marketing, uh, uh, strategy, inbound marketing strategies, uh, creative assets, you know, even things like web design, video production. You know, you're up there with some of my team uh, today. And, um, yeah, and really, um, really trying to just, just provide that benefit. So, you know, again, it's, uh, it's those that are in the food service world, be they, uh, consulting firms, manufacturers, uh, and, and then we also do a little bit of retail, uh, on that side as well, retail and, and, uh, and food products. So again, anything that really facilitates that, uh, that food service experience at this point. Yeah. Nice. Well, you obviously you touch on a lot of things right there as far as clients go. Yeah with restaurants to manufacturers to consultants. And then you talk mm-hmm. about video production yeah. websites and all those. Sure. Um, what is there a project that stands? I mean, obviously besides working with me <laughs> and, and doing this, what is a project yeah. that you have worked on that either was the most challenging or the most rewarding project that you've had in your career? Oh, Wow. God, that's a, that is a tough, I mean, that's a, that's a tough one to answer. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to default to this one because, and, and this is really the, the, our mindset, you know, we don't take for granted any project that comes across our path, right? Any client, whether it's a retainer relationship, uh, which we have several, you know, where even daily, we're almost on like a hotline to be able to kind of be the extension of like that marketing team, you know, if, if they have an internal marketing team. Um, but we, we just don't take anything for granted. And, and so maybe it's cliche, but honestly, the, the, the project we're doing right now is the one that's going to be challenging. And, the, and it's the one we're most grateful for always, always. So at any time, very politically yeah. correct answer that I like. Actually, <laughs> You worked your way through hey, that man. very, very well, considering you knew that was coming. <laughs> Um, so yeah. Oh, you, nice. You do work though with a lot of different types of FCSI members, as you said. You work oh, with yeah. manufacturers. You do work with consultants, and you do different work for mm-hmm. all of them. How? Yeah. How are the projects similar, or how are they different when you're working mm-hmm. with a manufacturer versus a consultant? Yeah. Sure. Okay. So, um, you know, one thing we find with with um, I mean, even really most manufacturers in this industry, and I'll start with that one because uh, it it may come as a surprise to maybe a lot of consultants. You know. A lot of the manufacturing companies are, are, are pretty strapped for, uh, for in-house marketing help. Um, usually there's a marketing coordinator and they've got a, an incredible burden on them to produce, right? Cause you got sales pulling and, you know, they got numbers to meet and that kind of thing. So, so in many cases, we kind of serve as an extension of that internal marketing department. Um, but then when we're starting to work with, uh, with the consulting agencies, um, the consulting firms, you know, whether they're a mass consultants or if they're, you know, more focused on food service or what have you. Uh, we've got some great relationships there. Um, it, it really is trying to be the same thing. And, and it's, it's for us to just kind of pause, really listen, have a listening ear to figure out what their, you know, what's their problem getting better market traction? Um, is it they need more creative assets? Uh, do they need, uh, you know, live bodies to execute maybe some strategies that they've already got in play? Um, or, you know, or, or is it that they want to do, you know, full blown campaigns, inbound campaigns and kind of activate, you know, their, uh, their marketing and sales kind of like 24 seven. Um, so there, there's a lot of commonality across the board. We, we, we know that they're, they're, they're more often than not going to be on a budget, especially this, you know, in these recent times, um, there's been a lot of budget constraints across the board for everybody. So, you know, we just want to hear where their main problems are. We want to be good listeners and we want to kind of, uh, try to help activate some strategies for them so that they can, they can really get what they need to get better market traction or brand recognition or whatever the case is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very good. 
Um, yeah, man. How, how many, ma- how many exact number of animals do you have on your farm? <laughs> you gotta be kidding. Really? Where'd that question come from? All right. Um, but yeah, yeah, maybe you've heard. I, I don't know, man. We got, so, um, yeah, it was funny. Um, I don't know, probably about six years ago, my wife, uh, had horses and, and she wanted to get a horse farm and she's been incredibly patient with me over the years. So, uh, that was definitely the thing we were going to do. We we're going to get a horse farm and, uh, bought 10 acres. So we've got, uh, three horses out there, uh, three rescue horses. And then we've got, oh God, we started off with, you know, you have horses, you get bugs. All right. So what stops bugs? Well, let's do, uh, let's get ducks. Let's get Muscovy ducks. So I think that's ballooned up to, that's always fluctuating between 25 and maybe 32 or so. Um, we spent some time overseas for a season. And uh, uh, while that was happening, some barn cats uh, do what barn cats do. And that number ballooned up. Now they're all fixed, thank God. Um, I, wait, it's, it's a tough number, but it's, 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 it's pretty high, man. It's <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're welcome to any if you like. I mean, I don't know. If you can if you can stash them in your bags on the flight back, man, they're all yours. <laughs> on the way home, see if we can get <laughs> please, that. Please, please, yeah. What is yeah. something about Eric Havlin that somebody would never guess? Besides being on a big farm with animals, what is uh, something that nobody yeah. would ever guess about you? You know, super, uh, just super passionate about food. You know, and, and and maybe that's. I mean, we're all super passionate about food. I think in a way, just because maybe the industry we're in, but. But so much so that, like, I mean, that's my, that's my wind down time. You know, I, I enjoy going home after a long day of work, even if it's eight, nine o'clock at night. You know, I mean, I, I'd love to cook for a couple hours every night or, you know, several hours in the weekend, you know, make all sauces from scratch. Um, you know, a lot of that I think comes from being able to learn from some really amazing culinary people. Um, I am a member of ACF. Um, uh, not as a chef, but, you know, sort of an aspiring home chef, if if, uh, if you could say that. We do a lot of work with ACF, actually, uh, both regionally and, and uh, have done some national work as well. Um, man, it's uh, f- food's food creates an experience, you know, and uh, and that's some of the best stories are told around that. And what's what's an agency, a marketing agency, if we can't tell stories? Right. So, I mean, it's just they really go hand in hand. It's a, and that's my creative outlet really is is, is cooking. Yeah, of course. So, and, and FCSI, yeah. as you said, it's a community and, and food yeah. service is that glue of the community for us, whether it's dining out or just sitting around talking about it or whatever, yeah. whatever it might be. It comes very clear that everybody's very passionate about what that food and the food service area, even if it's not the exact recipe type situation, it's still about the process of getting to that point. So yeah. what is one yeah, well, piece so. of advice that you would give to somebody? Working with a number of design consultants and MAS consultants, what is a piece of advice you would give to mm-hmm. a younger person thinking about getting into food service consulting? You know, we've we've got a lot of young designers and and you know creative people and marketing people and and uh, video editors and stuff. And and I and I think the the biggest thing I say is is, is to have patience with yourself. You know, like uh, don't take yourself so seriously that, that that you don't give yourself the room to fail and make mistakes along the way. Because I, th- I think that every, you know, as long as communication's really well and open, you know, with our clients or with, you know, our managers in house or whoever, whoever's doing it, um, it, it, it feels like, it feels like everyone just wants to get on this wheel so quickly and, and, uh, not give themselves the right to fail and make a few mistakes along the way. Uh, we, we you know, 
that's some of the best knowledge, whether you're learning from someone else's mistakes or from your, you're learning from your own. But um, I, I think being part of um, being part of a group that uh, in whatever employment it is, but making sure that that they're okay if you uh, you know if you make some stumbles along the way. Um, we're all we're all in this to take some lumps and keep learning. Well, that's, that's great advice for the future. Uh, that's actually all the questions I've got for you today. But before okay. we end up, um, yeah, I do like to have a little bit of fun, as you know, with people at the end. And <laughs> I've come up with a few questions for you that I, I think you're going to enjoy. So okay. we're going to start off the game with "Would you rather?" So okay. if you can indulge me with this, uh, all right, I'm anxious to hear your your uh, thoughts. <laughs> I'm so, not sure I've seen all these. All right, all right, let's see what we do. Uh, we can do here. Okay, <laughs> to start off with, would you rather be covered in snakes? Or ravished by bees. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm going to go snakes. Hopefully, non-poisonous. Yeah, let's let's do that. <laughs> Would you rather be able to sing or be able to dance? I can't do either. I mean, I think I can at times, but I'm, I, I've been told I can't. So I'll, uh, I'll I'll go with dance. I'll go with dance. I'll okay. go with dance. Okay. <laughs> Would you rather own a restaurant or own a dollar store? Definitely a restaurant. Definitely. Yeah. Would you give up TV for a year or give up the internet for a year? Uh, that's, yeah, that's easy. TV, TV all the way. Would you rather always have the newest Android or have to wait three years between the iPhones? <laughs> that's a nice one. All right. Um, no, I'll, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a Mac guy all the way, man. Apple all, always. So yeah. So you're going to wait so, for yeah. that iPhone no matter what. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, got to. I, I have to admit that I'm the same way. So selfishly, I can't okay. really make fun of you on this one, but um, <laughs> I, I'm the same way. As a matter of fact, I just got the new one. So I, we're, see, we can we can be friends. Exactly. <laughs> Would you rather have waist long hair or waist long beard? <laughs> oh man! Um, <laughs> throwback to when I graduated in '91, right? Uh, no, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the long hair. I'm gonna go the long hair. All right. <laughs> I can't do the beard that long. Would you rather wear your underwear over your pants or your socks over your shoes? Jeez. Uh, I don't know. What's the context? Where am I at? I mean, can I ask for context on that? No. No. You just have to choose <laughs> right. one or the other. All right. I'll, I'll, do, I'll, do, I'll do socks over shoes. We'll do socks over shoes. <laughs> Would you rather have all traffic lights you approach turn green or never have to wait in line again? Lines. Hands down. That is, man, I hate lines. Would yeah. you rather see your future or fix your past? God, I'm tempted to say neither, but because I they go hand in hand. I uh future. Future. I'll see the future. I'll see the future. Would you rather lose a toenail or eat a raw red onion? Oh jeez. <laughs> take take all ten toenails. <laughs> I I can't do red onions, man. <laughs> Ever. <Perfect. laughs> Yeah. Would, you, would you rather have unlimited first class plane tickets or never have to pay for food and restaurants again? Man, our our industry needs the money. I love to eat out, but I, I, I like the idea, but I'll, I got to fly. Yeah, man, I've gotten spoiled. It's first class. First class. <laughs> would you rather be an unknown superhero or a famous villain? Oh, the uh, the unknown superhero, for sure. Would you yeah. rather fight a duck the size of a horse or 100 horses the size of a duck. I'll take the horse. I'll take the hundred horses. I've got. I've got a terrible duck. I mean, as a matter of fact, I might have some footage we could drop in here. You should see this thing come after you. He's he's insane. Yeah, I'll take the horses. 
That's it I've got for you, Eric. Thank you so right. much for being a good sport and for joining me today. Um, tell me, how can people find out a little bit more about you and The Fuse? Pretty active on uh, LinkedIn. Um, also, uh, you can head out to thefuse.net, uh, and that's F-U-Z-E dot net, Fuse with a Z. Um, you can also, uh, yeah, man, I mean, if, if I'm cooking on the weekends or something, I'm usually posting some stuff on Instagram, on my personal Instagram. So, yeah, man. Perfect, perfect. Well, thank All you right, again, bro. man. It was great talking to you. Well, that's it for this week's episode of On Tap, presented by FCSI The Americas. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please help us out. Make sure to like the channel, subscribe, and share the videos. And join us next week when we interview another FCSI consultant. Until then, cheers. <laughs>